are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, August the 5th. And today, the new Piston-powered site expert is joining us. This is your boy, Matt Shook, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. This summer, as we trudge along through the NBA offseason, looking for stuff to talk about, uh, looking for guests to talk to, and that's what we're going to do today. But first, we're going to talk about where the Pistons will be having their training camp this year, back on campus, but another one. This time, we're also going to talk about Andre Drummond, pulling out of Team USA for the upcoming FIBA World Cup. And then we're going to talk to Aaron Ferguson, a new the new site expert at Piston Powered, the blog there, a wide-ranging interview. We're going to get to know him and talk some Pistons with him as well. It's going to be a two-parter, and that's a good thing for me. I've got a lot on my plate this week between the Lions and the Tigers and high school football uh, practices getting going and media days and all that stuff. So I'm um, going to share this interview of, with Aaron over two parts, but we'll, we'll come up with a topper for Tuesday and we- or Wednesday's show as well. I'm not exactly sure when that uh, next show is going to come out. But uh, just follow me on Twitter, and you'll see when it comes out. As you know, we do a little bit more sporadic of the episodes, uh, two, three, four times a week, uh, You know, depending on what's going on or what's going on in my life. And then, obviously, when the season gets uh, closer and gets going, we'll go back to the four-day-a-week and sometimes five-day-a-week format as well. But we appreciate you guys sticking with us during the summer that is here in the NBA offseason. Give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also, the Locked On Pistons Twitter account. Check us out on Facebook at Locked On Pistons dash Matt Shook. And uh, I was this weekend going through some fantasy football trades, possibilities for the Keeper League that I'm in, uh, trying to get some draft picks out of some guys, trying to maybe get a, a running back. But for all you guys, fantasy football players, make sure that you listen to Vinny Iyer, and Locked On Fantasy Football, Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you are the same. You want to get something different. Get the edge from Vinny. They will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider, the Locked On Network. Also, obviously, check out Matt Derry with the Locked On Lions podcast every day. Leo's in training camp with Tom Brady and the Patriots this week in Allen Park. I will be there on Monday and Tuesday, and also for the preseason game on Thursday night. But the Pistons made some news over the weekend on Friday, telling Vince Ellis and some other reporters that were congregated at the the uh, Pistons' new headquarters that's going to be opening up uh, now in early October, so being pushed back a little bit. But uh, because of that, because of it not being available for training camp in September, the Pistons will hit the road and be camping at Michigan State University in East Lansing last year. They were at the University of Michigan, so mid-Michigan will get a chance to check out the Pistons. I'm sure they'll do maybe an open scrimmage like they did last week, and then uh, the, the season ticket holders will get a, an up-close and personal look at that as well. I'll try to get out there for, uh, if not Detroit news purposes, then then for my own purposes for the Lockdown Pistons podcast as well. So looking forward to seeing that happening in September. But speaking of August and September, a Piston superstar, Piston star, I shouldn't uh, maybe anoint superstar quite yet but uh, Pistons star Andre Drummond made some news uh, at the end of last week a few days before they were ready to report for training camp in Las Vegas Drummond pulled out of this summer's 
USA basketball training camp and their competition in the FIBA World Cup, which is coming up in China. Uh, Drummond has said, according to a source to Vince Ellis, that he's doing it to focus on the upcoming season. So giving out the company line that they're all saying about why they're pulling out. Uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, James Harden, uh, Tobias Harris, all sorts of players, uh, big-time players that were going to be in that camp are pulling out to uh, quote-unquote focus on their upcoming season. So Andre Drummond will be doing that, just like all those guys are. Uh, there's a, you know, Torrey Craig's playing uh, now, I believe. I think I saw him get an invite. I don't think he'll make the team, but someone who's going to go to training camp there. So, uh, you know, they're kind of scratching the bottom of the peril in some ways looking for players. I'm sure that they'll be the odds-on favorites who still win the World Cup coming up in Beijing. But, uh, yeah, interesting to see that. But and I got to I gotta think that, um, you know, if I'm – Greg Popovich, the coach of the Team USA team right now, I'm not all that thrilled with Andre Drummond kind of waiting until one of the last few days before guys start reporting when, you know, guys were making this decision a couple weeks ago. And I know new guys are every day kind of reporting, and this isn't a big deal. But interesting to me that uh, Andre Drummond would kind of wait this long when, when guys started declaring that they weren't going to be there, you know, several several weeks ago and, and at least uh, earlier in July. So uh, kind of wait until the last minute to send word to Team USA that he won't be playing. But uh, obviously we know it's a big year coming up for Andre Drummond. Uh, he is eligible to sign a, a max contract extension worth more than $160 million over four seasons. And uh, they could uh, you know, sign an extension today and, and may, might even be talking about that. We don't know behind the scenes. I haven't heard anything about that. But uh, obviously if he goes out and gets an All-NBA team in this next year, uh, first or second or third team, then that becomes eligible for a Supermax as well. So they might be bargained a little bit if they can uh, sign a deal right now if they believe that Andre Drummond is certainly the cornerstone that they many people believe this owner believes. A lot of believing going on here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But Vince Ellis had an article about it, talked about some of the big money going out to the big men in the NBA, this free agency. Nikola Vucevic re-signed with the Orlando Magic for a four-year, $100 million contract. And Al Horford with a four-year $97 million contract. A little bit different for those guys. Nikola Vucevic is, you know, a, probably not as good of a track record as Andre Drummond. Obviously an all-star season last year and looks every uh, bit as good of the offensive presence that uh, Andre Drummond is uh, on the rebounding offensive and defensive glasses there. And has shown at times to be effective offensively and effective defensively, although Pistons fans want to see that a lot more often. And Vucevic is in... Um, about the same kind of age bracket as Andre Drummond. But uh, obviously Al Horford getting the four-year $97 million deal to join the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a guy at a more advanced age, certainly more accomplished than Andre Drummond throughout his career. And maybe the uh, you know the, the play uh, today might be a little bit better than Andre Drummond. You would expect that the end of that four-year contract for Philly and Al Horford might be a little bit ugly as he advances into his uh, you know, mid to late 30s as time goes on. So, uh, yeah, what Drummond will be making and what the market would be for him hypothetically if he opts out of his contract next summer and becomes a free agent is going to be an interesting point of conversation that we'll be talking about ad, ad nauseum here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But the new Locked on NFL is on fire. Last week it was one of the most listened to NFL shows with the site expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson, it's hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Up next, we're going to talk to Aaron Ferguson, the new site expert 
of Piston Power. That's next here on the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Yes, sir! All right, and now we're being joined by Aaron Ferguson, the site expert, the new site expert at Piston Powered website. You guys are all familiar with Piston Powered. You can find him on Twitter at sports underscore Aaron. Aaron, thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. Well, thanks so much for having me and uh, accommodating my family road trip. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're having quite the summer uh, across these uh, these United States. Yeah, it's not too bad. But uh, obviously you're seeing a lot of the country right now, but uh, Pistons fans, you know, see the new name and the, the byline and that you're the new site expert for Piston Power to well-regarded blog about the team. Uh, who is Aaron Ferguson? Why don't you tell us all about yourself? Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I guess, I don't know. I'm good at dad jokes. Um, <laughs> that's probably not the most impressive thing about me. Uh, I kind of gave myself a nickname, which is a dad joke in itself. I call okay. myself four because I'm good at putting two and two together. Um, and if you're around me in person, like that joke makes total sense because that's who I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I just make the stupidest comments. I like um, it. I like it. You'll fit in well here. Oh, great, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess I've always grown up loving sports. Um, it probably comes from my dad wanting a sports car before I was born, and then he yeah. had me instead, so he always called me sport. Um <laughs> We always grew up like he would hold me and he'd be watching sports on TV and whatnot. So I guess that's just kind of how I turned out and why I'm such a big sports fan. Um, I guess in terms of basketball, I probably started following the NBA uh, early 2000s, like back when the Timberwolves were good, actually. Uh, They still had KG then. The Pistons were obviously very, very good, had a great run um, through the early to mid 2000s. yeah, that's when I started following the NBA. I'm kind of a fan of all sports. I said baseball is my favorite. Um, in terms of me as a person, I just I love sports. I'm kind-hearted. Uh, I care about people. Um, I, I'm a very much a glass half full person. I'm an optimist. Uh, I always try to see the good in people and good in different situations uh, and address the negatives when I need to. Um, I like to think I'm prepared, structured, organized. Sometimes, even though if you looked at my desk right now at home, it doesn't look like I'm organized, but I swear I know where everything is. <laughs> I, I'm the exact same way. It looks like a disaster, but like it's a, it's, I feel like in some ways I'm more organized than a lot of people who appear very organized. That's, that's always been my <laughs> argument. Yeah, I would, I think that's just a journalist way. Cause if you go and look at probably every newsroom in the United States, there's that one person or maybe multiple people that just have newspaper, newspaper stack high and notes on their desk uh and they're oftentimes mixed together but everyone knows where everything is absolutely and and like uh like myself you're also a kind of a freelance writer who pokes around and and probably works for a few different clients and and does all sorts of stuff uh, around uh the state of for you illinois and for me here in uh in uh in the detroit area yeah it's a lot of fun um that's where i got my journalism start uh Actually, it started at Bradley University, uh, the Charlie Steiner School of Sports Communication. They do a terrific job of getting you placed um, in classes, internships, part-time jobs. The the thing that really drew me to Bradley is they do a Hollywood semester where you can go out to Los Angeles for a semester. Um, You're in charge of going and finding your own internship. I did mine at KBC TV, Channel 7 out there. Uh, and basically what I did was I would go to mostly Dodger games and just get 
pregame interviews. So I'm there at three o'clock for a seven o'clock game, get pregame interviews, stay on the field through batting practice with my photographer, get video. If the anchor comes out there, help them with a the live shot. Sometimes that means catching baseballs from errant throws uh, during the visiting team's batting practice. Uh, <laughs> we only had one close one that was like that. And I don't even think I messed up the live shot. I think I stayed out of it. So I was pretty nice. proud of myself for that. Um, but yeah, that's Bradley's like, that's like me. I've been, I've, I've been ducking uh, Matt Prater field goals at Lions training camp these last couple of weeks. So it's kind of, it's kind of similar. There's a lot of hazards of the job out there. That's one of the uh, exciting pieces of the Lions, I would say, right? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> a little bit um, at times thin. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk a little Lions before the season gets started. But, uh, but tell, <laughs> tell me more about Bradley. Who's there? What's their basketball history? I, I covered the Valley a little bit when I was in Springfield, Jeez. Missouri with the Bears. But that I can't even think of an NBA player, and maybe I'm missing a big one, that's an alum of the Braves, but uh, who's what's like the, the Percy Hawkins? Okay, Percy okay, Hawkins yeah. and Chet the Jet Walker are probably the the two biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say probably so. The most recent that stayed at Bradley the entire time was Anthony Parker, mm-hmm. and they retired his. Well, it wasn't really a retirement of his jersey; it was like a celebration of his career type things. Uh, but they had that when I was on campus, which was seven years ago maybe uh and then the most recent player i'm trying to think would be so danny green just started his career at bradley before transferring to new mexico state um but another i guess their history is incredible back in the 1950s they were probably one of the powerhouse programs they're always in the nit which was the big tournament back then mm-hmm. um if there's any older listeners, you can back me up on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, they've probably seen the Bradley teams that were great. Uh, the, the 1970s when Hersey and Chet were there, I think that maybe extended into the 80s a little bit. Uh, they had some great teams that were in the tournament, in the Nike. Um, Jim Molinari was a great coach. Jim Les came in uh, in the mid-2000s and took them, took them to the Sweet 16 when they upset. Kansas, and there were a bunch of Peoria guys, homegrown players on that team. Uh, Danny Ruffin, Marcellus Somerville, both went to Peoria High School, uh, which is actually one of the high schools I covered when I worked at the Peoria Journal Star out of school. Uh, so I've, I've met those guys and, and talked with them. Um, but yeah, Bradley's history has been great. They were down probably the past from about 2008 uh, till last season when they finally finally made the NCAA tournament by winning the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament and w- was probably the most open Valley League I've ever I've ever witnessed. Um, I think there were four or five seats. I don't even remember anymore. Uh, but went all the way through to Sunday, pulled, a, pulled out a win, had an 18-point comeback with like 11 minutes left to play. Uh, punch their ticket to the dance. And uh, if you guys, any Michigan State fans out there, were probably scared by the Bradley Braves in the first round. Yeah, I, ever since uh, Creighton and Wichita State left the, the Valley, it's kind of been a wide open uh, group there for them down there. And I, and I know that there's some Pistons fans listening. They're like, what are these guys talking about? Let's talk Pistons. <laughs> and we'll get to them in a little while. But I do have one more question about Bradley. They, First of all, the, I'm not mistaken, they are still the Braves, correct? 
They are correct. Are, they've got to be, and I'm not trying to get uh, you know politically correct here, but it's got to be one of the only like universities. I know that they got the Redskins out there and the Atlanta Braves, of course, but you know that with college campuses, there's a little bit different of a of a bar with that kind of stuff. And I come from right. Central Michigan, that's the Chippewas, and that's a little bit different because that's you know a, a specific tribe that they've partnered with and whatnot. Has there been a little bit of controversy over the years with the, the Braves nickname, or is it kind of simmer up a little bit and simmer down pretty quick? I think the most controversial thing they had was when they announced Kaboom as their mascot a few years ago. You may remember Keith Olbermann had a nice rant about it. Okay. Uh, Kaboom is a goofy-looking gargoyle, and the history behind the gargoyles is they sit, across, sit on top of uh, Bradley Hall, which is the oldest building it overlooks uh, the Lydia Moss Bradley statue, the founder. Um, and that was a weird process because they sent a survey out to the students and squirrels was one of the choices, gargoyle, lion, and a knight. And I guess gargoyles won. <laughs> there you go. But in terms, of, in terms of the Braves nickname, in, in the recent history that I know, there's not been any issues uh, that I know, and I'd like to think I'm pretty plugged in. So, yeah, well, I, you know, around here in uh, Southeast Michigan, we're familiar with the or people of a certain age, my age, and a little bit younger. The the Eastern Michigan Eagles were once the Hurons before they were uh, changed over in one of those, you know, politically correct for better or worse college campus sure. uh, uproars. But uh, Aaron Ferguson of Piston Powered is joining us, the new site expert of the website. So let's talk a little bit about Piston Powered. I know you're probably getting a little bit familiar with the uh, the group that you have over there right now. What's what's kind of the I'm doing my best? Uh, yeah, the, some new faces and some uh, some you know some good content that I've been uh, checking out these last couple of weeks. Tell us about uh, what kind of things you guys got as a staff right now. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a pretty sizable staff already. I think maybe a dozen riders uh, when I came in. Some of which haven't been active and haven't responded to some emails so we're still kind of working through some of that stuff and i'm trying to figure out you know who's all in and who's not um but then within the first week and a half two weeks there was probably another dozen applications that came in um which was great to see that people are interested uh, it's a growing website um we are now offering paid contributor positions which is something that not a lot of other websites offer uh, so if you guys are interested, you can go to pistonpower.com. The more tab is all the way on the far right of our little head headline bar. And then there's a right force tab. You can check that out and apply. Uh, it is competitive. I mean, I, as a, as a journalist with a newspaper background, I'm looking for people that can write, uh, just, I don't know, writing quality of writing matters. And, uh, you know, if we want to put out the best product possible, I need people that can write. Um, but yeah, our team's doing really well. I think, uh, actually, I've been pretty blown away by not just the number of writers that we have that are active, but also the quality of content they're producing and the originality of some of their ideas and the trends that they're seeing are just, you know, I'm kind of blown away by it all. I think we have a great team of writers that existed. We've added a couple of pieces and. And I think this place is ready to ready to take off once the season starts. 
Yeah, and I'll vouch for you there that the Pistons online community, despite the fact that we're in this decade plus of uh, malaise as a <laughs> franchise, that people are still sticking around with this team and uh, paying attention to it in a big way. If you kind of, and I know this is putting maybe a little bit on the spot here, Aaron, but if you kind of had to, and you, and you mentioned the good quality writing, which as a newspaper guy myself, I, I appreciate that too. But <laughs> is there anything else that you kind of see as what you vision to be a trademark of the site in terms of? Um, you know, types of articles that you might see that are a little bit different than your average, you know, fan sided or SB Nation site out there, or or is it just kind of going to be a mixed bag of a of a bunch of different personalities doing a bunch of different things? I think it is going to be a hodgepodge because I'm not so much concerned about limiting what our content is because I think, especially on the web, you have an endless amount of potential. Um, people think differently. People write differently. Some people do better with video. Some people do better with social media. Some are numbers people. Uh, so if you put a limit on those types of people, you're really limiting the amount of contact or, uh, excuse me, the amount of content and then the amount of people you can connect with because each person has their own niche. So I wouldn't necessarily say, um, I, mean, I guess that's why I emphasize, like I want quality writers because that's the most important thing. I'm not so much concerned about, you know, I guess, how people see the game, how people see the Pistons, how people see roster construction and stuff like that. Um, if you've seen our website, uh, I picked up the Bradley Beal thing because one of the first things somebody tweeted when I took over was announce the Bradley Beal trade already, <laughs> which I don't really know how I can do that when I am not the general manager or the intern in charge of the Pistons Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Can do it. I, instead, I went out and constructed my own Bradley Beal trade packages and like ironed out the different scenarios just to give people a feel for for I guess not only what I see but the different ways it could play out. Um, which I don't think is going to be traded until the deadline-ish area, if at all. Uh, we'll see what he does with the contract extension that's on the table. Um, the Carmelo Anthony thing is really just. I guess a testament to Pistons Twitter because it was a hot topic. I saw everybody talking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to plug into it and, and type some stuff out and and uh, hopefully start a discussion, uh, get people to read through that and start a discussion. And I've, there's a lot of opinions out there that range anywhere from he should start and play 34 minutes a game to he should come off the bench and play 10 to 12 minutes a game. Uh, which I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. I'm not even sure what I believe right now, which is probably at the end, I kind of give a verdict and it's a pretty noncommittal verdict. Cause that's just who I am, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced myself what, what they should do there. Um, but I think, I think the, the argument there is an interesting point in highlighting some of the numbers. Uh, and then the Jersey thing too, like, me personally, I've always loved looking at jerseys of different sports teams and seeing what fits and what doesn't. Uh, and I shed some light on that there. Uh, but also just the different, I don't know, I like jerseys. And that was another thing that was sparked by Twitter. I saw the conversation, a lot of people wanting the teal horse jerseys. Sorry, we're by the airport, I guess, so a plane's flying over right now. No problem. Uh, but that was part of it. And then the other part of it is I just love jerseys and, and the different designs of seeing them. And, and I know Philadelphia and Memphis just announced some throwback jerseys, and it looks like the Jazz might be too here pretty soon. So that's kind of, I don't know, just picking up on trending topics, I guess, is 
is something that I want to capitalize on. Thank you to Aaron Ferguson, and we'll have part two of that interview. We went long. That's what we do here in August with Aaron, the new site expert at Piston Powered. So later this week, we'll have part two of that long conversation and fun conversation we had with Aaron Ferguson of Piston Powered. That'll do it for our show today. Uh, Check out my Detroit Tigers top 50 prospects. That came out in Monday's paper and also at deadnews.com. Spent a lot of time working that over these last couple weeks, all sorts of phone calls, all sorts of uh, adjustments and moving guys up, moving guys down before even getting to write the thing. So it was uh, quite a project, and I hope you guys check it out, maybe give us some, some feedback if you're also a Detroit Tigers fan. But uh, give me a follow on Twitter, Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore to that, Locked on Pistons Twitter account as well. And then check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Dash. Matt Shook, enjoy the first week of August, everyone. We'll talk to you guys sometime soon here on the Locked on Pistons podcast.